Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Winners and losers from the LFC Day Trippers. It's another Monday night. It's me, Gav. It's Andy and it's P. And we're going to get through our winners as quick as we fucking can because we just want to get to our losers this week. Um, we're absolutely paying <laughs> for blood this week. Um, if you haven't watched the full-time Reds from yesterday, it was a cracker. Go and watch it. If you haven't watched the Fatback 4 from last night, go and watch it or listen to it wherever you find your podcasts hit the like button if you're in here subscribe if you haven't already you know all the usual stuff um this week we're going to do our two winners first uh get them out of the way and then we're going to go to our losers andy how are you what time did you go back from liverpool and were you expecting to arrive home from liverpool to see a statement from manchester city um which still hasn't uh, appeared a statement from c yeah what statement? Well, Liverpool made a statement last night with regards to what went on in the ground yeah. yesterday from their fans and stuff. And we fully expected City to make a statement on that basis. And they haven't. They've, and we get to this later, they, they made a they, statement about their bus, didn't they? Yes, they've made it. Well, I don't know if they've made a statement about their bus, but they, they're just they're just telling all journalists to make the statements on their behalf. City haven't really said anything, I don't think. Yeah. Mm. Horrible, horrible club. And, and uh, in fact, uh, the, uh, the, a few of the Hillsborough foundations uh, have reached out to them, asking them uh, mm. if they have anything to say. As a yeah, we got to later because I think one of the best, one of the best ones I've seen earlier. I'll, I'll tell you about later. But um, how are you, Andy? Well, you, did you have a nice day yesterday? I had a lovely day. It was it was a perfect day actually. Um, I I uh, wasn't expecting much. I was. Probably the least looking forward to a game than I have been for a long time, you know, just because of the possibilities, what could have, what could have happened yesterday. So uh, because of that, 
uh, it was just it was just unbelievable, you know. Um, got in there, had a bit of breakfast in Shiraz as you do. Ah, yeah. Got down to the ground, nice and early. Um, soaked in the atmosphere, and you could feel it was going to be a good one. You could feel it was going to be bouncing. So going into the ground, that's that's my first game this season, and um, yeah, I mean. Yeah, what what a game! Just from the from the the whistle uh, onward, it was just they were just brilliant. You know what I mean? And the crowd were up for it. And just you just have to wonder where that team were all season. Where was that effort? Like where where like that was Liverpool last season. You know that was Liverpool two or three seasons ago when they were just absolutely buzzing and uh, all the energy. Um. So look for me, the season starts. Started yesterday again, and they just have to kick on now. Five five Premier League games before the World yep. Cup, I think. Yeah, I mean, if they win, if they were to win all of those, about eight games, I think, before the World Cup now, wasn't it? Yeah, there's a Carabao Cup and there's a couple of Champions League yep. games. So, um, you know, if they were to win those five games, I know it's it's early days, but Jesus Christ, you you never know, you never know football. If Liverpool were to win five games, league games in a row now, um. They'd be on 28 points. Now, Arsenal currently be on 28 points, yeah. They, Arsenal currently sit on fucking like 27. You know what I mean? Mm, but yeah. they, they, no, they put themselves back in the top four. There's no doubt about it. Putting five wins together anywhere now in this league is, is going to propel you up. Like, but, um, well, look, the game, win the game in hand, they're only seven behind City. I mean, I'm not really looking at Arsenal at the minute. Well, you kind of have to there for City. Yeah, yeah, but City, City is the is the team you need to stay close, Pat boy. I was only saying to one of the lads earlier, you know, the the season Leicester won it, you dealt with them probably up to the last few weeks when it finally had some game that they're actually probably going to win the league. Yeah, but I just just not convinced that Arsenal can maintain this level. Yeah, they, were, um, so they were a bit fortunate. Think, they were a bit fortunate the weekend against Leeds. But if we can stay close to City, I think if you finish ahead of City, you're 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 winning the league. You know yeah, what I mean? Ah, look, let's 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 not talk about that for right. for the moment. Um, Kevin Sullivan says as great as the result was yesterday, we have to back it up. Vital we beat West Ham. Yeah, yeah you just absolutely. Need, you, just, we, were, we were saying last night you need to go out exactly the same on Wednesday night as you did yesterday. That's the level yeah. now. And if you drop below that level, there, there shouldn't be any excuse for me. Although yeah. we are losing fucking players left, right and centre. But it's the effort. It is, it's yeah, the, it's effort, the effort. Have, it's the application. It's the, back it's in the each other. Desire, the effort. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Um, we're going to do winners. First two winners. I'm going to start with P. P. Your winner is Harry Kane. Yep. Anyone that knows me on this from being on here knows that I'll have me tongue firmly planted in my cheek yeah. when I announce that Harry Kane is my winner for this week. Definitely. Listen, I mean, I think everybody knows it. We watched it, and it's nothing to do with the fact that it was against Everton. But it's it's an ongoing theme, you know, the the diving simulation, all this stuff. But the new the new phrase that the 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 British media and media in general have coined for winning a penalty is now engineering for Harry Kane, engineering a pen, a penalty. So <laughs> the positive way to describe winning a penalty when Harry Kane does it will be engineering until, of course. Mo Salah or somebody like Mo Salah manages to engineer the penalty and then it'll be negative again. Um, I mean, listen, it's an ongoing team. It's not, I mean, it, no coincidence that it's a World Cup year. A couple of English lads got away with murder at the weekend, not just Harry Kane. Um, I think the the young left full that plays with Chelsea, 
went through somebody. It would have been a red card in any other game. But Harry Kane, I mean, for me, the journalists are inventing language to 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 distance him from any form of, dare I say, a cheating. Um, and he's not just the winner because you know he's he he can do no wrong. He's also the winner because, let's face it. Less than six months ago, he was trying his best to engineer the move. In fact, the British media were help, trying to help him to get to engineer that move out of Tottenham, regardless of who was coming in as manager. Or regardless no, a bit longer than that. It was last summer, wasn't it? The summer before yeah. last year. So 18 months it, ago. Feel, it feels like, this feels like a COVID season. Well, he is being like, linked, of course, with Bayern Munich. And the talk at the moment yeah. is, is that, and I don't know how good or bad the talk is, but the talk at the moment is, is that Spurs want to sit down and, and discuss a new deal. And he's holding off because of uh, interest from Bayern Munich. But when did, he get away, when did he get away with murder at the weekend, Pete? The penalty. I mean, ah, stop. for me, for me, come stop on, it. it's not a penalty. It's not a penalty. Ah, come it's on. Penalty. I always, listen, I always say the same thing. Oh, I know, listen, I know I'm a fan of Harry Kane. Listen, I'm no fan of Pickford. He's all over the place. He falls yeah. to pieces. But yeah. how can you foul somebody that you can't see? You know, for me... Well, it's, it's, not, it's, not about, it's, it's not about seeing them or intentionally doing something. Once you stop somebody from a goal-scoring opportunity in the box or you hinder somebody in the box... It's a penalty, like the handball that Liverpool didn't well, get. Well, yeah, week. but 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 like, that, felt like the, the rugby tackle that Mo Salah doesn't get. Mo Salah doesn't yeah, get that penalty. But do you though. agree? That, but, but, but but Mo Salah doesn't get something yesterday. Do you think it's a foul? Oh, it's a rugby challenge. Yeah. The you handball, know, it's the handball, the neck rugby challenge. The handball last weekend against it's Arsenal. It's a late handball. Yeah. But my my point is, it's not Harry Kane on the wrong end of it. So you're not getting it. So he's okay. the winner. He gets everything. But he doesn't get away with more than the weekend. <laughs> He does, he gets the penalty. He's no, but, he, but no, hold on, hold on. If he gets away with murder the weekend, it means that Harry Kane does not get contact by Pickford or initiates contact with Pickford in order to Would be down do? and get a penalty. No, 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 he, he did, didn't. Yeah. He didn't. He engineered he, listen, it, Come here. If he I, no, no, no. Engineered is bullshit because they're just saying... That this what is, they said. You're right, you're right what you're saying. It's new language, right? But Pickford makes a howler by, in the original save, right? He comes out, he goes down the wrong way, he, his head, his, sh- his shoulder and his head hit off Kane as Kane goes to go by him. Now, does Kane make the most of it? Absolutely. But he still hinders him in the box as he's going past him. He lays on the ground, Pickford, knowing that he's done wrong, knowing he's committed a foul. And when the ball goes in the net, he holds his hand up to his bench to say, I'm really sorry, I made a bollocks of that. That's my fault. I, I completely wish on the Harry Kane stuff overall, but he does knock it away with Mordor for me. I, I just think, listen, I'm not just, it's not just about Mohamed Salah. I think Riyad Mahrez doesn't get that penalty. I think, <laughs> but this uh, is a race thing now. This oh, is a race. Oh, no, thing. no, 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 no. Let's not go there because. Listen, but you are. You just said Mo no, Salah no, and Riyad no. Mahrez. No, no. It's it's a it, it's an England thing. Does Jota get you know, it? England captain gets it. Does Jota get England it? Captain get, England captain gets it. But does Jota get I, it? I I, 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 I go as far as to say that. Give me another. Does Haaland get it? Henderson. Haaland doesn't get it. Henderson doesn't get it. Oh, P. Every forward in the league gets that penalty at the weekend. Does, does Mo Salah get that penalty? Yes. Because the keeper comes <laughs> out, does not touch the ball, right? Colloids, colloids, does not touch the ball, collides with the forward as he goes past them. It's, Listen, a, it's a clear Mo penalty. Salah, Mo, Salah, Mo Salah went one-on-one yesterday and produced a bit a huge save from a very good goalkeeper. Didn't even get a corner kick. Don't talk to me about Mo Salah. But hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. Yeah, the, on ref, a minute. The, the ref clearly didn't see the save. But the, the, nobody's seen the save until the fucking replay. We can't go yeah. back and we can't go back and check VAR on a fucking save. What was it? A no, corner? I can't do that. They're, they're no, not doing that. For, 
but, but look, but that's just human error. Like, th- that's the slightest of touches. Everyone thinks Mo Salah's put that past the post until you see it at an angle, at ground level, from the Anfield road end where you're looking straight on it and he manages to see the smallest of touches. Well, then, that's it, not about it, whether it's it, Harry Kane or, or, or Mo Salah. It seems to me that Harry Kane benefits from a, a hell of a lot of human error. To be honest, which makes him a huge winner for me. I'd I'd like to be standing beside him. I'd like to be standing beside him. If if, if there's ever if there's ever the if there's ever the lightning storm somewhere, put me beside Harry Kane. Hold on, Liz Golden asks: Is Gab arguing? Is Gab arguing for argument's sake? Is Liz Liz trying to tell me that I'm arguing and I'm completely wrong? I don't know, but uh, and and I I get the whole Harry Kane thing, but your words to me were and Andy. Harry Kane got away with murder the weekend. Yeah, yeah. Harry he Kane. Got, Andy, he did Harry Kane get away with murder the weekend? I'm, or, or know, else, I'm, I did, I did, to be honest, I was seeing Pete's win. I was Harry Kane. I didn't know what he was going to be saying about it. I didn't look at the penalty. didn't see the incident. So I can't even comment. Arch says he's not sure but if he, he does. It, to be honest. He does get favourable treatment from referees. Like, I mean, there's, there's oh, no, there's no sure thing. The, the England, you know, the English players have always had that, you know. Um, but, on that particular incident that you're you're saying it was a blatant penalty, Gav. Uh Pete saying it wasn't. So I'd, I'd have to look at it. Listen, and by the way, just to clear it up, it's nothing to do with skin colour. I honestly think it's to do with the fact that he's England captain, to be quite honest. Oh listen, I you could absolutely kicked Neil Lennon in the head once and it was it was it was a deal, it was like Conor McGregor, it was amazing. It wasn't even booked for <laughs> Mohammed is mean? saying Mohammed is saying, Gav, stop protecting Kane, come back on side. Listen, I I fully agree with everything you say about Harry Kane, but that at the weekend is a penalty kick, right? It's Do you not like Kane, Gav? I I like Kane as a player. I think Pete's bang on with the preferential treatment he gets, right? Yeah, because he has he he used to do this thing, and it's kind of gone out of his game now, where he used to look at a defender and stand under the defenders. He went to jump and could have hurt somebody, and I was I just thought it was ridiculous, right? Yeah, I if think, that was so innocent, Gav, why isn't he doing it anymore? Here's well, a question for you. I, I don't know, but uh, no, but just on just on Kane, I think he does get preferential treatment. I think the one where he does Robertson last season at, at um the the Tottenham Stadium, where is that's what it's called now. Um, I think it's a straight red card, and Paul Tierney bottles it. Um, with Harry Kane, I think he gets fouled, and I think he gets different things, and he's he's thrown himself on the ground a few times for penalties, and against Liverpool and others. Don't get me wrong, but that at the weekend, I would love nothing more than to go look at this fucker doing it again but when I looked at it I just went that's a penalty and listen not even that Jordan Pickford is lying on the ground knowing what he's done and when the ball goes in Jordan Pickford is saying sorry to his bench because he's putting his hand up saying that's my fault but do you not think it's a professional Gavin hang on a second Andy do you not think it's a professional Jordan Pickford isn't saying listen it's him I should fucking know better than to do it around him sorry I know we talked about this before the game I shouldn't do it that's more like what Jordan Pickford is doing Jordan Pickford's lying on the ground, Pete, and he's lying there and he knows what's happening, right? Okay. And when he gets up, he looks at Kane and smiles as if to go, I'm at the foot. Yeah. I've basically I've done it for you. Jordan Pickford does himself in that in that instance. I'm not against what you're saying with regards to Harry Kane, but at the weekend, Jordan Pickford makes a hell of a fucking save in the fourth place and flies out with the wrong hand and puts his head in and all sorts of fucking stuff. If he'd have actually just concentrated on going for the ball. I think he would have been fine, but the way he comes out was completely wrong. Um, but it was like for me, Jordan Pickford knew when the penalty was conceded and knew when it went in. I made a bollocks of it there. I fouled the fucker in the box. 
Do you know what I mean? And he probably would have been better off staying away from it because when Kane touches when Kane touches the ball. There's, there's I think it's Cody right beside him and there's another guy beside him on, in, on yeah, the line. Hang on, there's people in the chat saying that Pickford cleaned Kane. What the hell? I mean, what kind of sport are you watching where you think that that is it? a fella getting cleaned out? Getting cleaned out, I mean, I don't want to sound like Graham Sionis here, but lads in the chat, do you understand what getting cleaned? Getting cleaned out was getting your legs taken from under you at a high speed. You really need to understand what the definition of getting cleaned out, because that is not getting, that's a fumble around the ball. Your hand is here, your shoulder is there. Getting cleaned out, lads, come on. Well, it's actually splitting opinion in the Pete, chat. A lot of people, a lot of people. They, just, they might know this game, Pete, you know what I mean? <laughs> no, <laughs> <laughs> don't go there. Can I put a spin on this conversation? Yeah, right? We'll do roundabouts here about this. We all agree that Kane is a bit of a diver and all that. A hundred percent. Yeah. Um, right. It's it's a it's hard to not sound a little bit stupid when you're going to criticise Haaland, right? But who would you have said had Kane went to City? Who would you say it being more effective, Haaland or Kane at City? Because I watched Haaland very closely yesterday. Um, I would say Haaland, and I'll tell you why. Right. I think so. Go on. I think Kane will be unreal at City, right? Mm. But I think Kane likes to get involved in play too much. And that's and yeah. listen, he could get involved in play with City and be fucking outrageously good. Yeah. But what City wanted, in my opinion, is a striker up there that's big, physical, and wants to stand between the corner of the six-yard box and bash goals in. And that's right. exactly what he does. Yeah, I think both right? of them would score loads. Yeah. But right, that's what City... I don't know what... what Obviously, it's what they wanted because that's what you're getting with Haaland. I do think that Pep, as time goes on, he's going to want them more involved in play because his involvement, his his football outside of the box is horrific. Like it's so bad. He's clumsy. Um, he's he his his touch is poor. His uh, awareness, his passing outside the box, he's fucking terrible. And Kane for City, like City bought Haaland because. They want to go up another level. They want to win the Champions League, right? That's that's because they're blitzing teams in the league week in, week out anyway. Whether Haaland's there or Haaland's not there, any striker they bring in, if they had just went to Alvarez, they still would have been blitzing teams uh, in the Premier League. But they need to now uh, have a player that makes the difference in the big games, right? And that was a big game yesterday. And when they play big teams in the Champions League or they get to the semi-finals or the final Champions League, they need someone to make those marginal differences. And I think Kane would have been the better player um, to bring them to another level. Now, don't get me wrong. I I, I can't even see the comments at the moment. I'm probably getting lashed out of it. He's he's unbelievable, Haaland, like at the goal score. And I've never seen that like it. You know, and I've I've came out with plenty of hot takes. Like he's probably going to be the the best goal scorer the league has ever seen. But, Outside the box, he's he's just not at it at all. He's just not at it. He's can I, can I just say, you buy a fella like Haaland, and fairness, he's a phenomenal goal scorer to take out the trash. City had a huge problem in the Premier League, drawing games that they are absolutely dominant, and you'll do that. But in the highest, I agree with you. Kane drops off like no other centre forward yeah. into that number ten position, and bring, it's Kane that that makes Son in my view. I think Son is phenomenal, but Kane makes him even better. Kane would bring out the absolute best in 
in Bernardo Silva, even more in De Bruyne, and probably even more in Grealish if they wanted to play with Grealish. You'd probably see more goals from midfield, and which would make them more effective in the Champions League because the Champions League is more about moving fellas around, you know, moving around stubborn defences. Uh, you know, and, uh, but that's why I think Kane was their first choice. Well, Kane, Kane was the first choice last year, and then Haaland yeah. comes up and they make the, make the move for Haaland, right? Mm. But for me, oh, listen, I think you put most strikers in that City side and they'll get 25 to 30 goals a season, right? Mm. A Haaland or Kane, right? Or even Darwin Nunes, who's, you know, very, very young in his career, yeah. early in yeah. his career. But do you know what I mean? I'm talking about, like, if you put... Mo Salah down the middle for Man City, you'll get 30 goals a fucking season for you. You know that sort of way. I what just do you think mean? the way City played yesterday, for me, and what I've seen from this season, they want, I think Kane gets in the way. I think he's very beneficial, but I think he gets in the way of what they're trying to do, right? Because a lot of time when you see City playing and they are frustrated, you have Bernardo, you have, um, whether it was Jesus, right? You would have um, De Bruyne, You'd, you'd have, you'd the fullbacks, you'd have a Sterling and Maris, and they're all concentrated in this arc around the box. And they're trying mm. to be, you know, not score the perfect goal, but very, get very close to it. Where Haaland just gets out of the way. And what Haaland's done all season is, he's, and I've said it before, he does not want to play football. He wants to stand up there, make himself a bit awkward at times, maybe the odd layoff and stuff like that. But every time they get the ball within 30 yards of that goal, he's in that box. Yeah. And what's happening is because he says so far forward, right? So far forward, he he occupies their centre halves at all times. He doesn't drop off, he stays up there all the time, which gives them and look at it yesterday. He stayed right on top of Gomez and Van Dijk yesterday, yeah. which meant that they made the pitch so big. Like literally the wide men were on the touch lines, but they still had loads of men in the middle of the park because they were able to push and Occupy Liverpool at all times. It wasn't a case of I'll let him go in there, someone will look after him. He never went in there. He stayed up all the time. Yeah. I think it's yeah, if I thought, I thought I, Liverpool. I think Kane would score a bucket for them as well. Yeah, bucket I thought Liverpool dealt with um, Haaland <coughs> uh, extremely well and probably a bit of a blueprint now for other teams of how they should deal with him. They didn't just cut out, they talk about cutting out the supply to him, they cut out the supply to De Bruyne. You know, they stopped it at source and. Yeah. Uh, there was the one chance, the one big chance where he clipped the ball over Gomez's head and Haaland probably should should score. But that was his only that was his only big chance. And I mean, Origi could play that game for City yesterday. And the, the margins in big games like that, um, you, you need someone you need someone that can do a little bit more than just be that goal poacher. Don't get me wrong. He, he could have still he could have still won the game for them if he ha- if he got on the end of that and then he would have been the big hero. But uh, City yesterday, if you know if I was a if I was a City fan, we're, I know we're going to be talking about City. I'd be I'd be very very disappointed at what they put on show there yesterday. Uh, I thought with it was their, a brilliant with game their, of football. With their, it was yeah, yeah. But with their um, they're supposedly the best co- uh, club in the world, or team in the world, and they're they're paying a they're paying a striker nine hundred thousand a week, um, and I don't think that may he makes them any better in a in a big game. I That's think I think he'd make a massive difference to them in Europe, and um, because for me in Europe, what happens with City is they should win most games. If you see the games being knocked out, and they should win yeah. them, Real Madrid at home, Real Madrid away. And they've had chances in these big games that they've missed. Sterling, Mares, whoever it might be, might miss. He won't miss. Yeah. And that's the whole thing with them. 
Give him it and he will not miss. Like he has and two he missed, chances. He missed his only chance yesterday. He had two chances yesterday. One was a header, right? Which he gets on target and okay, that's fine. And the second one is a right footed shot that Allison makes a fucking great save from. It's actually a better yeah, shot than anything. Um, yeah, he's going to scuff it. Yeah, yeah. It's just left foot. to his left foot. Yeah, left foot. and he, he, it goes down to Alisson's right, sorry. And, yeah. yeah, okay, Liverpool are really good with dealing with him. But I promise you, Andy, if we play that game 10 times more, he scores in about eight or nine of them. And I mean that because City will find a way to get him in front of goal. Liverpool mm. were excellent at it yesterday, and it will happen the odd time, but more times than not, if the they, they will make a chance and Haaland will score. Yeah. The, he's, the he's, only problem is... <laughs> Yeah, I'm not doubting he's a, he's a quality player, but I, I just no. thought to make that comparison with Kane, that I think I think they're lacking Kane to make them win the Champions League. And I to move people proven, around. The, the, only problem, well. the only problem with, with Haaland, and it's a stupid, probably a stupid thing to say, but it's he pops up in conventional decisions in positions. I, I've seen a couple where Van Dijk just runs into that textbook centre-half position in the middle of the six-yard box, it looks amazing, but all he's doing is making his run, following the centre-forward run, and stooping the head of clear. It's conventional positions. Haaland is a textbook nine. And I just think Gomez and Van Dijk were just set up yesterday. We were so compact. Milner was so excellent. You know, when we didn't have the body to squeeze, and we did, he was open. And you just someone like a Harry Kane playing for City yesterday would have pulled us, pulled our shape all over the place, and they probably would have been... They probably would have been a couple of goals up, but City have played against, <laughs> you know, a lot of fodder this year. And, mm. um, you know, Haaland is going to take out the trash very, very well. It's just not in an unpredictable way, in the way, I don't know, someone like Kane or even Mo Salah can be, you know, starting in that wide position and, and finishing off in the centre. I just think he's it's ridiculous to say he's a typical old-fashioned centre-forward. That's why everyone is like, oh, look at him. He's All a he monster. And he's got to the stage yeah. where Liverpool played that well yesterday that we're looking at him going, oh, jeez, you know what? He could have had one or two, but he's a monster. He'll score 40-plus goals this season. There's no doubt about yeah. it. Uh, yeah. Red Steve, Steve that's my fault. Sorry. Is this Haaland's a loser or Kane's yeah. a winner? Mrs. <laughs> Fuck off, Red fault. Steve. We're now talking about what we want. <laughs> yeah. You know, we can't and, stick, no, well, I mean, I just thought we were going nowhere. Well, why, is he I, Let's, why did you miss the start? If you hadn't missed the start, you would have known where yeah, we were going. Turn in on Brian. Yeah. yeah. Get out. Anyway, <laughs> um, Andy, your winner. Winner? Yeah. Oh, and yeah. by the way, Red Steve, we know Red Steve very well. So when we tell him to fuck off, we know, we know what he's got mean. <laughs> we know he won't fuck off. You know he's going to no, stay. No, he's there. sound. He's sound. Yes. Go on. Um, uh, who's my winner again? Mo oh, Salah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, now, a few, a few weeks ago, I made um, Bobby me win. I was nearly going to do it again today because I forgot. But in, in the context of how. Uh, vitally been for Liverpool um, going to transition from one club team to another I know we haven't brought in too many players I had made for me you know the winner you know and since then he's kept this team alive you know no matter what system Klopp has played like he's experimented with a couple of different shapes um, uh, for me you know has been the difference what are you laughing at sorry Red Steve sorry Gav I've got a lovely knob <laughs> Yeah, fair enough. He doesn't go on. Keep going, Andy. Uh, but like in the last couple of games, well, when Salah came off the bench against uh, Rangers, he played very like down through the middle, more familiar for him with Liverpool. Uh, and then yesterday he started kind of in that half space that Klopp kind of famously gets him to exploit. You know, smart central, and uh, Firmino was excellent in backing up. But but my God. 
Mal yesterday. Well, you know, just if we had any concerns about the big money contract, um, or he was falling off a cliff. The only difference is he hasn't been playing go- close enough to goal. He was unbelievable yesterday. Unbelievable. He's just so good. Um, playing him in, in his in his dangerous position, he's got he's just gonna do it at the teams. Like he had the other big chance and it was a it was a really good save. Yesterday, um, you know, playing playing him in the right position, he's gonna treat you. And yesterday I think you were spoiled rotten. Um, he was sensational and um, with Bobby enabling him because I think that's what Bobby does. He enables other players around him and, and goes unnoticed a lot. Um, those levels we've seen it, it with Bobby years ago when he was linking up with Mo. Uh, they were back. It was a it was a masterclass between the two of them. Um, you know, the, th- the team were great, don't get me wrong, from 1 to 11. But if you could pick, you know, any winner out of those, I think it has to be Mo because he just showed that... Uh, of all our great players like Van Dijk and Thiago, they're they're world class players, but he's just he's just a cut above the rest. And I just loved that performance yesterday, and I loved his performance against Rangers. I loved his facial expressions. You know, the people were trying to read into the is he is he pissed off? No, he's not pissed off. He's just signed a big massive extension, and he's 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 playing at the best club in the world to play for for a player like him. He's absolutely adored by the fans. And um, it just shows you the way his, his reaction and his face and the way he celebrated. And even after the game, he was very serious because the beast is after being awakened here again. And uh, and this is this is giving me a lot of hope. Well, I like to just say the beast is being awoken because I think when Salah decides now, fuck this. Um, he done it in 2021 when he was trying to make top four. Do you remember? And he just he was mm. outraged. Um, you know, he he got a lot of stick last season for saying like, "Oh, I'll take Real Madrid, I'll take this, I'll take that." He was like, "Yeah, bring them all on." You know what I mean? All right, it didn't work out. Um, in certain parts of the season, but you know when when Salah looks like he's absolutely just tunnel vision on winning games now for Liverpool. The, the messing's over. He he does look a bit like that for me. Like even at the Rangers game when we're are we three one up when he comes on? Three yeah. four one up. Um three one up, sorry, when he comes on. Even that he comes on and he's scoring just bang, bang, bang. And he's not not huge celebrations. I think quite a good celebration for the last one, but he looks so tuned in. And I think he's I think he's literally taking Liverpool's form personally. Um and I and I'm all for that. On yesterday, mm. I've said it for ages, he needs to start picking the ball up on the corner of that box somewhere in that channel rather than fifteen yards wider on the touchline. And that's where he does damage. But yesterday, mm. when I seen the lineup and I seen him up front, I was like you know, we have to play really good football to get him on the ball here. Like, we have to play really adventurous, you know, risky football to get him on the ball because you think of Salah as low centre of gravity, strong, quick feet, good pace. But yesterday, his physicality yesterday was the big thing. His work rate. There's one where he's running with the ball and Ake comes across. Ake's about yeah. six foot fucking four, it's right? Yeah. And you just... Get the fuck away from Oh, actually, Aki's not that big at all. I know. He, no, he's, he's, no, he's yeah. not was, that big. What I'm saying is, I was. Um, has, I thought he was. He's intimidating. He was he's an intimidating looking fella yeah. when you see him yeah. on the telly. But he just absolutely get the fuck away from me and he just keeps yeah. going. But even things like, there's one where Elliot gets a chance forced halfway. It's kind of looped up in the air and he just runs and stands and I think he gets the better of, it might be Diaz. And he just gets the strength on him. He gets it, he gets it through to Elliot and Elliot kind of, 
doesn't know what to do with it, to be honest with you, because he can't get on his left foot. Um, but yesterday, his work rate, um, I thought Firmino was so, so important. I agree with you. I think he was so important what he done, because Firmino was basically saying, if you want to wander out there, or wander out there and cause havoc, I'll go through the middle. I'll be the man mm. in the middle if you want to go and cause more or somewhere. And if you want to stay up the middle, I'll back you up on either side of you, and then we'll fall into place if you need to press and stuff. I But I thought... Um, I thought Salah was unbelievable. Just the way he occupied them yesterday, his pace, strength. He misses that. doesn't miss that chance of good save. Then the finish, you know, but the all-round walk. Now, the only thing I would knock, knock him a point for, he should have given Bernardo a slap, right? And I would have been Glad absolutely all right. But, you know, how he, how he this held is what, on. This what, makes, this what makes Mao so special. Oh, well, he um, goes up. The, I don't know if you've seen Andy, but he, he gets thrown to the ground by... Um, What's his name? Bernardo, right? Bernardo, Bernardo then backs into him, stamps yeah, on him and tries to elbow him. But when it goes back up the pitch, he goes to Bernardo and says, come here. You did do this, you did that. Bernardo pushes him and he kind of puts mm. his arm in the air as if to go, what are you doing? Now, Van Dijk comes in and yeah. like, you know, yeah. treats Bernardo like a small child. But mm. for me yesterday, like I gave him man of the match yesterday, Andy, because I just thought he was exceptional in everything yeah. he did. And yeah, no, a real absolute, I, I, yeah. Really, I really, really yeah. enjoyed it. P, absolute you? man of the match for me as well. Yeah, uh, like and it, you, you would have wanted to. You know, there's so many players there that you would have wanted to give man of the match to because they they showed up and they haven't really been at their best all season. Like, like there's Gomez. Like the, the shit he's had to listen to. And again, that other wanker that we spoke about on Talk Sport a couple of weeks ago, and they made him lose or Gabby Ekbanhar. The the, the Disrespect he's shown to a, a fellow England English player in Gomez, you know, a young player who's had so much misfortune with injuries. Gone like his, his knee practically exploded um, two years ago, and he's he's only trying to get his way. And he is is a uh, commentary around him was disgusting, absolutely disgusting. Uh, how a, a fellow professional who's been through the game, who's had injuries himself, talks about talks about Gomez. But Gomez showed everyone uh, yesterday that he's not uh, finished at centre-back. He was absolutely brilliant. And there's the player uh, who the, the whole world are talking about in Haaland and all the goals he's scored and, and Gomez had him in his pocket. Yeah. Um, so I would have really loved to give Gomez man of the match and, and Van Dijk now. He was brilliant, spraying his balls around again. Uh, Robbo back in the team made such a difference. But um, you, you could have gave them all man of the match. Elliot so mature. Uh, absolutely top, top, top draw of uh, a performance. It's the way he played his role. I know we're talking yeah. Salah, but I, I think on Elliot, and we spoke about it yesterday, um, but even more so when you watch it back again, because I love watching the game back a second time because you're not watching it mm. with the adrenaline, and, you know, where you're just mm. watching for bits and pieces. And for me, Elliot, he's a bit unfortunate and I think he's, he's a bit poor when he gets attacking opportunities at times, right? But the way he got back into the shape and the way he walked and he hurried, I thought was, that's what we've been, that's what people that have kind of wondered about him in this team um, have kind of pointed to. I thought he showed yesterday that, oh, hold on, like I have, not not that he hasn't been working, but I thought yesterday, watching the back, the amount of hurrying he does, tackling comes back, gets his toe on the ball to get away from the likes of Foden or Cancelo, um, or whoever, not Cancelo, um, it was usually Foden or Bernardo, whoever was wandering around that area, um, picking her up, getting out of tight spaces, hitting good, good balls. I, I thought it was a brilliant, um, brilliant display by Harvey Elliott, but P, 
Mo Salah is Andy's winner. Do you want to say anything on him? Absolutely. I mean, listen, for me, and I agree with Andy wholeheartedly, for me, the discipline that and the humility that the man shows when fellas are trying to, fellas trying to whine and he never bites, never bites, never bites, never. And, you know, the finish just sums sums him up. He has a plan in his head, knew exactly what he was going to do. Had, you know, gone for the low slide, you know, when the keeper got down and saved it. But just a, just a little dink with pace. You know, the guy is just, it's just, you know, it was never going, he was never, and to think that somebody like that was never interested in leaving us, just wanted to find a way to stay, but just so, so lucky to have somebody like that. But I, I kind of agree with you. I thought we were, we were, we were so disciplined without the ball. Salah included as well. Even looking at Jada, special mention for him. Wow, he was unbelievable. He, the amount of running that fellow done yesterday was knackered watching him. It reminds me of David Speedy so much, you know, just a horrible <laughs> little bastard without the ball. Even when he's not having a great, a great game, kind of in an attacking sense. He, we, there was times when he was frustrated, you know, he couldn't get the ball out of the but without the ball. It's like the boys were taking turns just to hurry and hurry the Brian. Obviously, we'd identified him. You cannot give him time and space. He'll always find it anyway, but don't, you know. And Jota was just one of those getting under his feet. We were just, we were just fantastic without the ball yesterday, you know. And there's no, there was no weaknesses. I didn't think there was any. Even when Nunes came on, I know some of the decisions he made were not what you'd expect. I loved Still, it. I loved every minute of it. He ran, he ran them absolutely ragged. He's a decision away from he just needs a little bit of coaching you need to make those consistently good decisions and then he's motoring because he's got absolutely everything everything well, I'm you know, Nunes, I'm, physical, I'm, you know. watching the back Nunes comes on and I was screaming at him for not squaring to Salah or Jota putting Jota in whatever it was you know Jota and Salah up alongside him when I watched the back today I loved every minute of it he comes yeah. on and the first thing he does he just tears at them you know, yeah. he, gets, the run he, gets, he gets one of them booked. He actually has a great chance. That he loops, he hits over Edison, and I was waiting for the offside flag to go up. To be honest, but um, mm. it kind of gets played away. He should give it to Sally. He gives a great ball towards Trent. That if Trent is yeah. another yard forward, he probably taps in. But you know what? I'd rather him do something like that than come on and. Try right. things and it doesn't work, and the shoulders drop. He just looked like just give me it, just give me the ball everywhere, yeah, just run, 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 run. Can I ask you, Gav, do you not hope that we can agree just one more year with Firmino in order that somebody oh, yeah. like Newton can yeah. learn? Oh, yeah. Well, learn. We said it last week, Pete. Uh, I was asked last week, would I, would I extend this contract? Yes, is the answer to that. I think because the amount of players around him that will benefit from another year with him, um, the likes of Carvalho, uh, probably Diaz, Nunes, all these. Jota, Jota Salah know what they're doing, but I think the rest of them around him. Even, even, link, even linking up with Elliot or other midfielders that come in, which they ha- will have to come in in January or August, they, they'll they'll benefit from seeing what Firmino does in this side. You know what I mean? But um, just to, could I, just saying, yeah. Nunes, I, I, you know, anytime I've spoken about him in the part there this season, it, yeah, it was like a lot, of, a lot of in and around of what we don't what we don't know about him so far. Like how Klopp reinvents players. We really don't know what we're going to get on Nunes just yet. And one thing I hadn't really considered was playing him on the left of a tree. Yeah. And um, with Jota probably injured now for a few weeks. You have to play I'd, it. I'd, lo- I'd love to see him what he what, what he'd do on the left. Because um, Dallas won't be moved out of centre. No. Do you know what I mean? No. Yeah, we'd have to see if he sticks to that 4-2-3-1. Does he put him out there? Maybe he does, but I think I think a better, better bet going out there might be Carvalho. Because Carvalho, in fairness to him when he comes on yesterday, he's a lo- few lovely touches, cool on mm. the ball, but 
always got back into position. Always, yeah. always, always. You could see him doing them doggy runs from, you know, 40 yards in in, in, in from the touchline and making his way right out yeah. to get on top of City's left back. But um, let's move on because I want to group these all together. Uh, Pete, I'll let right. you go first and I'll let you go second. Your losers of the week were Pep Guardiola and Man City. But I want to group yeah. this all. I want to group this all together, right? Pep Guardiola, Pep Guardiola, Manchester City and the referee. Absolutely. Boots. Um, to be honest with you, and Andy, you and I, we all spoke about this earlier on. For me, from the moment... From the moment that Pip, that uh, Jurgen Klopp sat down to make his press conference and talked about the money, you just knew. I mean, this is the difference between a good manager and a great manager. You know, it's about saying the right things, doing the right things, but it's about when, when you do it. I mean, Klopp, knowing the amount of injuries, the problems that we're going to have, and I think he's done it deliberately. He sat down and he's made it. Obviously, he's, he's, he's spun it in such a way, he's set the agenda that, okay, we're David, you're Goliath, nobody can outspend you, Newcastle, everybody else. And obviously, the agenda is set. Now, Pep Guardiola, the part where Pep, we'll talk about Jorgen later, but the part where Pep shows up is he's undone, as always, by his own arrogance. Pep is so obsessed with the idea of his own legacy that obviously he hates the idea. He was the same here in Spain. He hates the idea of people saying, oh, you inherited a great team from Frank Reichard. You were at a huge club. You've never done it at a Mines or at a Sporting Hee-Hon or anything like that. Therefore, you know, you're just entitled and you're you're a money man. He hates that. So he, in his head, and you could see he changed the shape. He changed Manchester's shape and their approach on Sunday. Because why? He does this. He did it. He cost him a Champions League final against Chelsea. I couldn't believe he, he put the Bruyne out, right? I just couldn't because, you know, But why? You have to ask yourself, why, Gav? Why? Because he's obsessed with wanting... And Klopp knows it. Klopp goads him into doing it. He's obsessed with wanting to appear to be the smartest man in the room. When really, it's Jurgen Klopp. I mean, for me, this is what makes Pep. If Pep sets up the way Manchester City have set up for 90% of this season, Manchester City gets something at Anfield. They do. They probably get something. I've been, I've he, been shite now all week about De Bruyne as the right-hand side of a tree in midfield, linking up with whoever's up top on the right and the full-back, which would have been Cancelo, and overloading Liverpool down that side to get service to Haaland. And then they rock up and they stick him out on the right. Up Why? Front. Because it's nothing to do with the players. It's nothing to do with the injury. It's Pep wanting, like he did against Chelsea in the Champions League final, like he did against Tottenham when they lost that semi-final. He wants everybody to see how wonderfully clever and his philosophy. When Jurgen Klopp set the trap by talking about nobody can match it, so Pep is bit as usual and went, okay, I'll do something different and I'll show you all how clever I am. He's fallen into the trap. He's lost the game 1-0. And that's what makes him my loser of the week. His arrogance. Well, for me, Guardiola, I, I, I kind of with you on it. I just couldn't understand what he was. Now, listen, Man City were, were very good yesterday. They, they had a lot of the ball. They were really sharp. They move it really well. They're so hard to get the fucking ball off. Um, but I think Liverpool's defence was just amazing as a team. Now, Liverpool had good chances as well, but that's the way these games usually go. Chances are either end, whoever takes the most, cause, and it's it's usually down to really good football rather than poor defending, you know, that sort of way. But I couldn't understand what he was trying to do with De Bruyne, and you see De Bruyne move across the pitch as the game goes on. He ends up left-hand side, you know, mm. the sort of way. Um, 
But yesterday he tries to blame the referee by saying, oh, the referee wanted to let this game flow and stuff. And he's kind of making, he's throwing his arms up in front of the the main stand. And, and somebody I seen on Twitter earlier said, look, uh, Pep Guardiola would love to be the Liverpool manager. And I'll never, um, I'll never back down on that opinion. And I see a bit of that in him. I do see a bit of that when he gets to Anfield. It's like, he has to play up to this because it's, it, not that he eats at him, but it's, it is something in him where he goes, look at this fucking place. There's a bit of envy there, right? And listen, he's probably not envious over the amount of trophies he's won, but for me, there's just something there in it. That's fine. Man City themselves, um, fans are singing certain songs after within 10 minutes of the start of the thing. They're, they're um, singing the same songs on the concourse at half time. They're graffitiing toilet doors about um, Hillsborough and stuff like that. Um they're singing it after the game. There's videos of them after the game singing these songs quite loudly, which is, look, what can you say anymore? All you can do is just, you know, I don't know whether ignoring them now at this stage is the best, but I don't think it is. I think you should be saying something. The club themselves should have come out, like some Man City fans yesterday, and said there's no place for what that went on there yesterday. And some City fans I have seen have done that. The club themselves haven't done anything. They've they've let things leak to certain press members, like oh, you know, Klopp was being um, they feel that Klopp was being um, xenophobic. Klopp, yeah, being um, bordering on xenophobia because he mentioned clubs that have massive financial wealth. Um, you know, that has nothing to do with xenophobia. No, 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 absolutely nothing to do with it's, xenophobia. It's their, but, that's their own. That's their yeah, own. Because he, he sites where they're from, wasn't it? But that's yeah. the, but that's their own. That's their well, own. Well, it, it, it doesn't interest. matter where they're from. He just tells you that Liverpool can't compete because of the financial structure they have. But having said that, that club have decided now that. Um, oh, the big thing in all this is that someone threw coins at, at Pep Guardiola. If they threw coins, he should be identified in our Anfield again. That's it, mm. right? Um, oh, the bus was attacked again, right? Okay. Now, you can say all that, but Man City should have come out this morning and said, and I, and I said it last night, Guardiola or the club should have come out on, made a live statement to say, what went on in the away end at Anfield yesterday is appalling. It shouldn't happen again. You don't represent Manchester City. Please stop because you're embarrassing the club. And they haven't. They've stayed quiet and they've leaked small little things of how they feel to certain um publications or media outlets across the UK, right? Yeah. Now, that's that's what fucking annoys me, right? Come out and say it. And I, and I said it last night, I'm delighted Liverpool come out and made that statement because it just puts it ball firmly in other clubs' courts now. We're not just going to sit here. And as somebody said to me earlier, you know, but by Liverpool club not, not saying anything, we literally live in this kind of, um, we live in this kind of bubble where, this is just happening. We all just take it. The stereotype. We live in the stereotype. But by Liverpool doing that yesterday, it's a real case of well, we're just going to put on you now and let's know what you think. But see, you've decided. See, you've also decided, um, and via another media outlet, that they're going to listen to their own uh, officers that were at the game yesterday and their own um, their own representatives to find out what they, what way they will react. Well, what they're to, saying, what way they what will react? Sorry, what way yeah. they will react to those chants at Anfield yesterday? Yeah. And the so thing yeah, is, yeah. the referee, and I'll let Andy get in now. The third thing is, the referee have watched the back again, and my God, is a deplorable refereeing um, thing. And I mean that on both sides. It's a deplorable refereeing performance yesterday because he's decided mm. that he's not going to make any decisions in this game. None. Kick. Mm. Do what you like. I'm just not going. He gives a yellow card to. Um, he gives a yellow card somebody, uh, Fabinho, which Fabinho. is a yellow card, right? He gives a yellow card to, 
is a Cancelo or one of the centre-halves when he, uh, Diaz cuts in, or Nunez cuts inside him. He gives that, right? But other than that, those fellas getting pushed, shoved, kicked, pulled to the ground, and he's making no decision. It's appalling. Andy, City, Guardiola, the ref, it's all yours. There's a lot, a lot to respond to there. So, first of all, I think it was Pep that his, his point about the referee was... Uh, they they pulled him inside at the beginning of the game and said, we're going to make this game flow. I'm going to let a few things go. First of all, if I was clapped, I'd have said, Hang, what? No, you're not. You're here to referee the game. This isn't about you. You're here to officiate this match and apply the laws of the game. So if there's a free kick, you give a fucking free kick. It's not up to you to come here and tell us that you're going to let this game flow and let fouls happen. Mm-hmm. But anyway... Pep's point was that so he lets the game flow and then when there's a goal scored and he, he rev- it's reviewed then he gives a uh, then he gives a he cancels the goal because it was a fail yeah that's what VAR is there for so he came and he said he let the game flow which he did he over let he let it flow too much in my opinion and then that's what VAR is there for to review to review a decision if he if it was missed during the game mm-hmm. and then the right the the right rule was applied at that point and there was two fouls in that goal they can't have any complaints you can't grapple someone to the ground and he let it happen in the second half as well it was an absolutely atrocious refereeing performance he just wanted to make it about him and he wanted to square that game up as well I'm convinced um because he was given uh handballs against us that he wasn't given to get Kevin De Bruyne to uh, control the ball in his hand uh Van Dijk had a ball that he went up to win the header and he knew nothing about it as he was coming down and the ball uh, flicked up and hit him in the hand. He gave a free right kick. Right near the end, yeah. Yeah, he gave them any leg up uh, that he that he possibly could to to square that game up. It was a, it was a disgusting uh, performance, an absolute uh, scumbag of a referee and he shouldn't get big games. He has this thing where he's supposed to be their, their big ref, but no shit back and well, uh, again is, it's just the ego of these referees but you um, see it's, it's very it's very easily twisted because you've just said there and you're right he comes in and he tells he tells Klopp and the Man City assistants because Guardiola doesn't go into the meeting oh yeah, far, yeah, right? I heard that, yeah yeah and he says I'm going to let this game flow blah 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 and you're right what you're saying you should be going well, hold on you, you'll referee the game in the context of the game, not just what you think in your own head. And what mm. happens then is that translates late into certain ma- media where they go, like Michael Richards is saying to people yesterday, it's almost like they're re-refereeing the game when this far comes out. And we're like, yes, that's exactly what they're doing. Because the the the, the, and, strong, then, yeah. and then Jamie O'Hara says today, oh, well, it's a shocker. You know, it's a Who's shocker. That? Uh, your man on TalkSport, Jamie O'Hara, right? And he's saying, what is he? He's a yeah, he's, he, he played about ten games for sports, and and he's he's saying it's it's a shocker. He said he let the game flow. Well, he did let it flow, and it flowed, and then he came back and went. There's two, there's two fouls there. We don't need yeah. to look at the second one. The first one, which is what you need to go look. Which at. is what fire allows you to do, isn't it? Correct. It allows you to but let game flow and reflect on an incident. If 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 he's saying yesterday that I'm going to try let this flow. And if something comes about where I have to look at it, I'll look at it. That's absolutely fine. That's probably the way you should do it. But yesterday, Mo Salah yesterday gets... Rodri goes straight through the back of Mo Salah in the first half yesterday. Straight through him, right? And Salah goes up in the air and he lets it go. And then he runs down the line later and your man is literally hanging out of him, right? And pulls him to the ground and lets it go. 
Milner goes over and pushes Bernardo Silva straight off the pitch yesterday with the ball on the sideline, and he lets that go. It was like he didn't want to make a decision. But what happens he lost is control, what happened. He, he never had control, Andy. Because if you watch no, it from the first minute, he no, never I mean, had I mean, control from, of that game. He, there's he led a couple of chat. Like there was a couple of great Liverpool set the tone very early when um, Milner uh, was it Milner? Or was it Robbo? Robbo smashed into Foden. Or no, who was it? Robbo goes up for that. Robbo goes up. Robbo goes up for a header, and Bernardo Silva it hits him with a cheap one, and Robbo gets up and pushes him, and tells Bernardo Silva to fuck off, and the ref kind of okay. Um, Milner, yeah, Milner hits Foden, but it's not. It might be. It's a good. There was a chat. There was a challenge early on, but anyway, look, the, these are these are uh, sometimes the referees. They think they're out of control, or you know, if it, if a heart attack looks hard, they. They they just give a free kick automatically, but look that that's fine. Like let those things flow, but not 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 when we've lost Diaz there the other week over over you know, um, letting the game flow like this new idea. Like players get injured, so I hope when referees walk in and are briefing the managers that they they say no, you won't. No, that's not the, that's Jamie not your O'Hara, choice. Jamie O'Hara. you're here. You're here to referee the fucking match today and it's nothing to do with you Jamie O'Hara on talks, Jamie O'Hara on TalkSport said today that if the ref said he was going to let this go he should have told VAR that he was going to let no. it go right? he can't change the rules no 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 this is, what, this, but this, one, this is how it translates because yeah. Pep says he's going to let it flow the referee has probably said listen if something happens and the game goes on I'm going to let it go and we come back. We could come back and look at it or whatever, right? Because every goal gets checked for VAR anyway. Every fucking single one of them, yeah, right? Has to be. But what happens is they take that and they go, "Well, hold on." He said he was letting it flow, right? And they're literally then turning around, making stuff up like we should, we should adjust the leniency within within challenges no, if the referee has decided. You can't referee like that. Can't do that. that that's you just, can't. It's it's literally written in black and white in the in the in the rules of the game. You know, and you can't just grab a player with with your fist and grab their jersey and pull them to the ground. You can't do that. No, you can't. And it's not up to a referee to make real changes before kickoff. Look, I don't even know who Jamie or Harry is, but he sounds like a dickhead, and we shouldn't even be talking about him. Can we move on to Pep? Yeah. Just for a bit yeah. of balance, uh, I yeah. I like Pep. I have to say, I, I like personalities in in football. I think if we didn't have um. Mourinho in the Premier League, it wouldn't have been as good of a uh, year, league over the years. I think Klopp and um, there's a comment there about Klopp's behaviour on the on the touchline and yeah. shouting up into the linesman's face. Fully deserved that was to be sent out, off. That was out of order. He was dealt with, and and now he's going to serve a touchline ban, and he's admitted he was wrong. And people give out about Klopp. Like, you see opposition fans saying he's the worst uh, arsehole in the whole league and all that. But he's our arsehole, right? He, I love him to bits because he wears his heart on his sleeve. And like us as football fans, how emotional we get when we're watching the game. And we sit down, we reflect later on and relax and calm down. We don't say stupid things. And so does Klopp because he's very measured in a in a in an interview. He's such an intelligent man, and he he's able to uh, t- articulate himself very well, make his points, and he's he's a knowledge about everything. But when he's when he's in the zone and the red mist is there, yeah, he let himself down. So what? 
But this is <clears throat> these personalities um, bring something to the game. And Pep was on the sideline and he was roiling up the crowd. Maybe the ref should have dealt with him over that. But I don't. I won't. I don't want to take that away out of the game. I mean, like, and as well, you made a point there, Gav. Earlier, I was going to say it myself. There's a there's a level of envy there, and I'll I'll talk about City now in a minute as well with him. I'd say he'd take one league title with Liverpool over four or five at City because he's he's about his ego and he wants to, you know, he's most successful people have a bit of an ego anyway. But he's not getting the recognition at City because everybody knows it's just one big shit show. It's just it, like, it's meaningless. It's an sh- absolutely shy club um, that everything is just built on all this sports washing and and um and all, and all the money that they can pump in. So practically anyone can win a league there. But Pep, if he went to Liverpool, we'd adore him. Absolutely adore him. He'd be our arsehole. He'd be our arrogant arsehole. And he'd he'd uh, he'd fit in no problem. And he, most managers, Mourinho has always said it as well. He would have loved a crack at managing Liverpool. Wenger would have loved a cracker. They all love proper football clubs. They all love, and they're all jealousy, uh, jealous and envious of uh, what the supporters there yesterday were like. There's no noisier ground than than Anfield uh, in a big game like that, and the passion and the connection between the manager, the players, the fans. Uh, Pep can only f- dream of that. And talking about tactics, look, he could have he could have been a genius yesterday with that change of shape. If they had a one, uh, it made a lot of sense because who wouldn't come to Liverpool and target Gomez and Milner? Who wouldn't do that? So as, he, as soon as he sniffed any chance that Canati was out, that was always going to be the case. So he tried. If you look at you know the setup, they were saying they played three centre halves. It kind of looked a bit more like a a back four. Cancelo was up a bit higher, but Aki didn't go. Didn't leave uh, his own half. And the three players out there linking up and they overloaded that side and they were trying to force the mistakes down that side. And then in turn, you drag the midfield midfielders over there like Fabinho Thiago and free up De Bruyne and let De Bruyne have loads of space to run into and then flick balls into Haaland. Like it made a lot of sense. And tactically, there probably wasn't nothing wrong with it. It's just Liverpool were so good. Liverpool so, were so... Take, uh, you know... So picking at City's tactics... Kind of takes away from the performance. Liverpool. It's Milner not, it's was not just... picking at that tactics, um, Andy. What it is, it's picking at the idea of being goaded into a change when you don't need to make one. Yeah, you no, know. But, I, don't, I, but think, I, think, I just saying. Yeah, 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 I know. Look, right. You know, you said your bit. I'm just, I'm just responding to it now, right? I don't think there was much wrong with his approach to the game. I think it made a lot of sense. But Liverpool were so, so good. They were just so good that uh, Milner and Elliot out there, they dealt with Foden so well. Like Foden is an absolute joy to watch. Great His he, he plays like a Spanish player, like he plays like a Brazilian is the way he moves, it's very graceful. Like it's a bit like um Silva when he was at City. He's uh, he's he, he's just beautiful to watch. But then you look at Elliot, who's you know, Elliot will help to establish himself like Foden has in that team. And with a bit of trophies under his belt in a few years when he's his age. Uh, but Elliot's more direct. And and it was a big test for Elliot yesterday to kind of show that, well, I'm another young player, um, English young player that's going to make it and going to play for England and be a superstar. And and the way they dealt with it was excellent. And it's just, 
I mean, if City had a one, would have been talking about them tactics as being the you know Pep's a genius and whatever else. Yeah, no, I don't mind. I, 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 I kind of like him. All that shit with the crowd. I thought that was. I thought that was fun. I thought that was game. You know, mm. um, I, I just thought that the whole the, moving De Bruyne out there. I just thought limited. No, no. When I say limit De Bruyne, he's brilliant. But he I think he really limited. moved out there, though, Gav. I think he played. I think he played where he is really dangerous. No, he is uh, dangerous, Brandy. But when I've watched was him this poor. season, poor. I know, but what I'm saying is, when I've watched him this season, you usually end up with De Bruyne, a right-sided forward, and a full-back overloading on that side, yeah. just to give De Bruyne enough room in mm. big areas that he can put it in towards Haaland. And he's done it so many times this season. Yeah. And when I seen him out there, I thought he looked a bit isolated. Now, he was good at times. Yeah. Really good runs, first half especially, really good runs, and he got in behind a couple of times. But I think if you'd have put him in the middle of the park, I think he would have just had much more of a, an influence. That's just me. Um, yeah, you can talk about City now. Loads of rumour going around Stephen Jarrett being sacked by Aston Villa. I've looked it up. He hasn't been sacked. The communications director at Manchester City has basically said, what the fuck is going on here? He hasn't been sacked. So he has not been sacked by the looks of it. At Villa. Um, yeah. Um, you want to talk about City before we go? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'll I'll have a cracker giving out about City. So um, that's my loser. They're my loser this week. Um, the saviors of football were found out yesterday. Um, Liverpool have been given opposition teams a blueprint to how to play against them. I, I just hope teams that are coming up against City take no. Um, you know, and for years Liverpool have been doing this against them, showing how showing how you should play against them, and, and again they did it again. Um, they're they're relevant. Their status in the game, uh, from that standpoint, is is absolutely irrelevant, and it's this like inferiority complex. You know, they their their fans are self conscious about all that, and that's what leads to all of that mocking of tragedy and deaths and innocent fans who who go to football games and they were uh, also uh, singing the national anthem because they know that's going to get uh, up the up the nose of the Liverpool fans. So they just want attention. That's what they wanted. Uh they're they're only down the road. They they their city wasn't torn apart under in the Thatcher years like Liverpool was. The docks were moved there and all the industry was moved there and and they haven't suffered like the Liverpool fans have, but they're not too far away. I think Shawnee was saying last night they've pl- there's plenty of poverty in Manchester as well. People that are working people eating out field banks and they know why Liverpool build a national anthem and they're trying to incite that you know people in England it's just bizarre how how the the lack of tolerance towards the city of Liverpool they they never seem to ask well well, why are Scousers building the national anthem why why is that happening let's wonder why And, and showing some empty and sympathy and to make matters worse, then they're singing about uh, murderers and all of that shit. Like, it, it, you know, all of it just screams of we're irrelevant and we want to be noticed. Nobody cares when we win the league. They'll probably eventually win the Champions League and nobody will care about that either. And they just want to be just want to be seen. I believe the City fans that do go to away games are they, you know, the traditional type, the ones that did go to all the games. Now the Etihad's just full of people just going to football games and they're, they're they're indifferent about it all. Um 
but they they are they are a nasty bunch. I mean, there's not too many teams that aren't welcome in the Arkles pub before the game, but Manx are never invi- invited in there. You know, the Arsenal fans come there and they behave themselves as sports fans. There's no problem, but they they are a dirty, filthy, rough bunch of scumbags, and they wreck the place and I don't all think that. You can call all of them Man City fans were there yesterday. Uh, yeah, I heard you saying last night that that's a minority. They they sounded like a fairly loud minority to me no, yesterday. No, 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 I didn't say that. What I said was the video that came out after the game yesterday. Maybe you like didn't say it. Maybe Shawnee said there are minority. No, then. no, no. I, I used the word minority. But what I said was the video I had seen after the game yesterday was the game was over, right? You could see the upper upper tier of the Anfield Road was empty, right? So there was so many City fans there. From what was there, they weren't all singing this. But I would say probably three to 400 might have been. That's just going on what was in the photo and the loud, how loud it was. You know, there's no way every City fan with there yesterday was was doing doing that or a scumbag. You know, yeah, uh, Gav, Gav, they were there. They were there was there was probably three thousand of them at the there game. Was three thousand of them at the game. Yeah. yeah, and they were all singing together. I looked at them singing together with their hands up in the air. They were all singing, Gav. Right. Well, uh, I'm just going to right, the okay. It's yesterday. a it's a look. Come here. Look, and I know I know football. It's normally um it a minority that ruins it for everyone. Like I know only one person wrote on the to- toilet door. You know what I mean? They didn't all do that. Mm. Like it, it is, it is going to be the um, the, the the one individual incident. It's like when when a rock is thrown at a bus or a can of crop bag or something. It is one person that launches it. It shouldn't really be any reflection on the whole fan base. So, yeah, maybe I'll retract the point about it being all of them because. There's probably some decent fans, and it does t- the really nasty stuff is normally just an, one individual's act or a, or a handful of them. Mm-hmm. But God, they were all singing the, uh, the national anthem. They were all yeah, singing. I, I'm not they saying they weren't. My comment uh, on the minority yesterday was with regards to the video I seen, which was clearly yeah. taken after the game. Yeah, you know that's all. Look, I, I don't know. I, oh, for me on the TV, yeah, the national anthem thing was very, very loud. Yeah, very, look, very loud. To be honest, the re- the re- it's yeah. the recent stuff. The recent stuff um, about chance, right? Like Liverpool got a lot of uh, stake, and rightly so. And you know, uh, from the LGBT community, and Klopp in turn had to go, and not didn't have to, chose to go and engage with uh, with that community and and listen okay. to what they had to say. And Liverpool don't sing that song anymore, Chelsea fans. So we've been called out. Uh, the um, Liverpool are now represented at board level by fans. So one of the pink, big points on the agenda uh, from uh, SOS is to, is, you know, the whole uh, Hillsborough family stuff. And they want, they want the club to call out opposition fans when they come to the ground and they do that. And Liverpool have been slow to do that in the past and and they're doing it now. So, the voice is being heard and they need to do that. And City <coughs> and other fans that come there and do that need to be held accountable for their songs. Now, in turn, we're probably going to have to um, stop singing about deaths too. Uh, things like, uh, you know, the Thatcher, Thatcher or the Queen. There really is no place for chanting about uh, tragedy, where even if it's not tragedy, if it's natural causes or, or death, it just... There's no point, lads. It's just well, it's just kick, kicks kicks on and encourages other 
chanting yeah, in that it form. Probably, it probably just justifies what someone else is going to do. However, exactly. Okay. And look, Sorry, I just want to say, because if I miss these comments, I'll, I'll forget them. Anne says, right. was loud as fuck, Gav. You could hear the, uh, only the victims clear as day on the 12th minute, right? Abo says, listen to the match about 10 minutes in and you hear it very loud. You hear the Liverpool mm. fans react to it. I completely get that. My comments about the minority yesterday was, is that the video I seen was after the game with a body of City fans and there was being sung, right? Mm. The, about the Sun newspaper, right? It was yeah. being sang, but from the body of people that were in the picture, it was the minority of those people that were singing that at that time. Oh, During the game, I completely get you. Like, everyone could yeah. hear it. And Sky yeah. do their best to turn it down. You, you can you can notice the volume going up and down and yeah. they're turning on and off mics. You can actually, you can clearly cool. hear it as it goes cool. on. But uh, they don't have to comment on it. To be honest with you, what's just if, can I just finish the point? Uh, sorry, yeah. Pete. Um, like, look, t- chanting about Thatcher who did what she did to the city of Liverpool is not the same as chanting about uh, 97 innocent football supporters who were who were unlawfully unlawfully killed it's not the same thing but it's just it's it's what idiots do to respond to that it's it's what they're going to do and it's the user as a justification unfortunately um like the argument of oh well it's not as what we're doing is not as bad but the the people who are most hurt then in the end are the families of of a uh, of, uh, of the Hillsborough disaster, mm-hmm. right? They're the people that get hurt when yeah. it turns into this. So if it has, to, if if we wanted to stop at Anfield, you know, we need to play our part in it as well. And it may not be. Look, there's a lot of um, people that grew up in Liverpool are going to feel it worse. So we don't really like Thatcher in, in Ireland either. Believe me, uh, she didn't have much time for Ireland, and. Irish people weren't treated very well over in the UK during mm. the time she was uh, she was running the show. So it's just, just there's no there's no place in in football to be singing about dead people yeah. at all. What, it's what, 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 it's, yeah. it's classless. And yeah. yesterday, right, and at the Etihad a few years ago when Liverpool were were after winning there and progressing the Champions League, they stayed back and a noise outside the ground that even the City fans, the, the Etihad had never heard noise like it. And yesterday, Liverpool fans showed you like that money can't buy class. This is this is this is what a real football club is about. And they were sent back down the M62 or whatever road it is with their tails between their legs. And they know deep down, they know deep down that that behaviour is all out of pure uh, jealousy. Um and you know, there's there's a uh, there's nothing nothing uh, as proud to, to be a Liverpool fan and and to see the way the supporters were there yesterday. Mm-hmm. And it's just it that 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 yeah, that that club's Man City are just soulless. And I hope eventually you know, there's been a lot of commentary lately around the owners and whether you, you know, if you can't beat them, join them and just get our own. Don't, go down, this, don't go down this owner route, please. I'm, well, no, I'm not. I'm not, I'm not going to. I'm not going to. But um, let's not let's not just turn into a, a soulless club like them. It's it's meaningless and uh, yeah, I hope eventually uh, this all catches up with them and the bubble bursts and the owners fuck off or they're caught or. Uh, you know, wishful thinking. But mm. I wouldn't want to be. I wouldn't want to be associated I think, with them. I think Andy, what makes one last word before we get out of here. 
what makes it worse is I don't mind. You're always going to get thousands of idiots, you know, doing what they did. But what makes it worse is the silence. Because I think if you're not if you're not speaking up, the silence from the, from Manchester City as a club, if you're not condemning something, you're condoning it. And for for it to take bodies of the Hillsborough family to reach out and ask Manchester City, ask them to make statements and for them to refuse to that, it makes it infinitely worse. And what's got what's going on? We spoke about it earlier on. Manchester City are now reaching out to say, okay, well, what we're investigating because they're, what they're doing is they're engaging in what about it? And uh, but there was coins, there was this, there's all sorts of communicate. The the classy thing to do if you have a soul is to say under no circumstances is is this type of chanting or behaviour condonable or justifiable. That's the classic. Manchester United have done that in the past. Other clubs have done that in the past. And we will always have problems with rivals. But what we shouldn't have problems with is with the the clubs themselves. The clubs should be the force. But Manchester City are shown that they... Obviously, they, their owners have, have taken to heart what the club had to say last Thursday about about them yep. being rich. But it's not a justification. Yeah, you're rich and it's difficult to compete with, but I'm sorry, it's on a different level. And that's why I wholeheartedly, Andy, agree with you. You're right. My complete res- I didn't never had any respect for Manchester City anyway, but any respect that anyone would have had, it's just gone. Did not make a statement. They should have made a statement 10 minutes later. Red Steve, made a statement, yeah. Red Steve says, I remember when Andy had eight windows, austerity is hitting everyone. <laughs> you used to have all the windows boy, Andy. Yeah, the, uh, the, the gaff's too messy now with all the toys and shit everywhere. Uh, so I, had, uh, um, I, I just it's easier just to clean a corner. Yeah, yeah. Just no, you have to uh, down, fucking, downstairs, yeah. downstairs bathroom. Look <laughs> at this fucking shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, but look, I think you're right, Pete. I think Klopp did. He did when he's when he said that during the week. Like what he says during the week. Oh, they can do what they want financially. It's all legal and all. Yeah, that's fine. But we just can't compete because they can do whatever they want. Why did he take umbrage as the word would be with that? Why? Because he's see, you should sit there and go. Well, yeah, we have got massive financial power. Like everyone fucking knows it. Why do you get upset over it? You know, because um, they're cheating. No, they're no. Well, listen. Well, you see, that's the question. Why are they getting upset with it? But listen. Man, I said it before, Man City should just come out and make the statement with regards to the comments that were made or the songs that were sang by Jesse. If Liverpool fans have sang songs about, um, I've seen fucking all sorts that they've supposedly sang about, if that's the case, I'm sure Liverpool will look at it and go, hold on, find this where they've sang this and we'll deal with it. You know, um, but to be honest with you, uh, I just, I just, as a whole, Man City came out of yesterday in a bad, bad light, in my opinion. Um, and that's 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 an opinion. People will like it, people won't, but that's the way it goes. Um, before we go, uh, we have a preview of Liverpool-West Ham tomorrow. We have a full-time Reds after Liverpool versus West Ham on Wednesday. We have an FSG in or out show on Thursday. Oh, really? Um, and I wasn't even yeah. invited. No, you're not letting anyone. Um, Friday, we'll pre- I haven't finalised what's happening with it. Relax. I Who's need to pipe up. I, nobody yet. Um, I'm trying I'm to get some find people out you've that... Asked people. I haven't uh, asked me, and I'll be very disappointed. All oh, right, okay. Well, we, well, I haven't asked. I think me and Shawnee are definitely anyway. on it. Hey, well, there you go. Are you walking? Are you cleaning the gaff? Uh, no, sure. I might be available to us right. there, actually. Look, I haven't asked. And me and Shawnee have decided to have this out, but we are looking for people that may be FSG out to come on and talk to us. Uh, oh, Floyd, Floyd, they, they don't really exist in real life. Well, I would like to discuss it with somebody that would like to discuss it. Um, the Jazz Donks. Um, I haven't. Um, I'm sure. Listen, I'll ask loads of people in 
Wednesday. Anyway, Premier League forecast Friday night. Uh, Liverpool play Forest on Saturday, so you'll have a full-time Reds on Saturday. You'll have the Fatback Four on Sunday. And then um, we'll be back again to this next week. Um, LFC Day Trippers Beanie Hats are available for pre-order. Very limited run. They're selling well, but there's a very limited run. So if you want one, the link is in the description under the link tree uh, link. And you'll get in there to find everything about uh, the day trippers in there. But the very, very top is the link to those. 21 euro per hat. And um, as I said, very limited. And if it works out, we'll try to do something again in the future. Andy, anything else before we go? FSG in. <laughs> okay. P, anything else before we go? No, I think we said it all, to be honest with you. Super win, absolutely buzzing. At the end of the day, three points from from the against the South the Champions. You know, Liverpool are in good shape. I'd rather be us than them. And a club with a soul, as Andy says, a club with a soul and three more points. I'll okay. take it. That has been winners and losers. Enjoy whatever's left of your Monday. Not much, 45 minutes or so. But, um, yeah, have a good one. That's it. Over and out. Podcast Network.